The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Do we have a dynamite show this week? I'm really, really excited. We're going to have a guest this week, uh, a guest that is from the Midwest. I'm in Southern California. We know that this uh, show goes out to well over 100 countries, but I'm in beautiful, wonderful Southern California, and it is gorgeous out here this time of year. Absolutely beautiful. I love it when it cools off and it's wonderful. We have a guest today. His name is Captain Andrew DeKemper, and he is from Lenexa, Kansas. You want to say hello? Good morning, sir. Hello to everyone. Um, <laughs> good morning. Okay, before we get started here, uh, we're going to cover some fun stuff today, and it's going to be um, a really good show as far as learning especially about human trafficking in the Midwest outside of California. Sometimes we get kind of tunnel vision, if you will, here in California. We are known as being kind of the sex trafficking capital of the United States and and U.S. And California has twice as many cases as any other state. And so we have a tendency to just kind of look at everything in one direction and I had the opportunity a while back of meeting uh, Captain D. Kemper at a, a course that I went to or was actually speaking at. And we became acutely aware that this is going across the United States. And this is a lot of what we want to discover today. Before we get started, though, I want to share with you that for nearly 18 months now, I have been working on my latest book. It is called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. And it's all about the impact of the latest technologies and what that will have on crime and crime solving, especially the crime of human exploitation. Literally, in less than 18 months now, the entire world will be connected by Internet. And what that means is it's changing crime and crime solving all across America and actually all over the world. And quite frankly, it is the young people of our society that are in the crosshairs because this technology is coming up very fast and it's coming with no instruction. And one of the things that we'll see as we're talking here today with our guest is that it affects people everywhere. It affects them in Cambodia, affects them in Africa, but it especially affects our kids here in the United States because everybody who is, as soon as they're able to walk and talk and feed themselves, apparently gets access to some sort of technology. And so very few people are talking about that. And that's why I wrote my book. I think it'll be out probably in about six to nine weeks. And you'll start to see it advertised on millionkids.org or on Facebook at Million Kids. If you're new to this show, this show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. 
and just go to Facebook, find Million Kids and hit like and you'll learn all about it and that that book will be promoted. Anyway, praise God, I am so grateful to have that baby on the way. It has literally drained the blood out of my life. It is the hardest thing I ever did. It is a hard book, but it is an important book. And so I hope you'll stay tuned and keep an eye out for it. Now I want to get to our guest, Captain Dykemper. Um, should I call you Captain, or what do we call you here? Well, it's Division Chief Dykemper is fine, or you can call me Butch. That works, too. Butch. Okay, well, for this show, we'll call you Butch, but we recognize who you are. So I met you out in L.A. I'm the instructor for human trafficking for the L.A. Fire Leadership Training Academy, and uh, you attended that. So, you know, what attracted you to that school, and, and what was the impact of that? Well, the Los Angeles Fire Department Leadership Academy was something that, you know, here in the Midwest, we had uh, a, a couple other organizations or departments from the area were um, sending folks to uh, for some leadership training. And after hearing the feedback that they provided, you know, our fire chief felt that it was important that we send some people out there and uh, take advantage of that free training that they had. So I was selected to go out there, one of the first from our department to go, and had the opportunity to, you know, sit through that that training uh, four-week program to learn the different leadership strategies and how to uh, use those um, uh, through the problem-solving model that they they shared with us while we were out there. It, you know, again, it's a West Point program that the fire department of LA took and and made it uh, more towards just the fire service in general. And it was a great leadership opportunity to, to get to go through, sit through that. And then uh, just to get to hear you speak out there, I believe you spoke for about four hours and, and yeah. your presentation <laughs> was just something that after I heard it, it was like, we got to bring this back to Kansas City. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to attending your conference. They are an amazing group of people out there. And it's always my pleasure to get to go over there and uh and they treat me well, so I really like those folks. Uh, I'm, we'll probably put a little bit about L, uh, the L.A. Fire Training Academy on the uh, website when we do the posting of that so that other people can find about it. If you are a, a first responder in the fire area or Department of Housing, Port Authority, and and like that, you may want to look into it, although I understand they're booked up for about two years, so it's a little hard to get into, but they need more of those somehow. Anyway, so you and I met, and you said, would you come to Kansas? And I said, you bet I will. Actually, I'll tell you something very few people know about me, and that I was, I was born in Kansas. <laughs> My, my mom always said I got my first tricycle and headed for the border because I always saw myself as a Californian. But anyway, anyway, uh, I still have some relatives back there somewhere, but I understand. But I am really looking forward to it. Now, it, Lenexa, Kansas, that's outside of Kansas City, Kansas. Is that correct? Yeah, we're a suburb of Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. We're just 15 minutes from either one of those. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have a unique uh, environment in that you have a lot of city environment, but you also are kind of uh, radiating out into small towns in Kansas, Nebraska, other Missouri, other areas. Yeah, we're right here in the heartland. So we've got a lot of major interstates, Interstate 70, Interstate 35, 
um, all run right through our city. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a major thoroughfare for people going from north to south and east to west. And, uh, you know, Kansas City's just happens to be right there in the middle of it where folks get to uh, experience us as they travel across the country. It's a it's an interesting thing as I was preparing for the show I was surprised at the number of cases that I see related to your area and there're all kinds of cases and as we go through the show today we're going to be looking at some of those cases so that your listeners and your audience can understand that just because you're not Los Angeles doesn't mean you don't have trafficking. In fact, you have five major different kinds of uh, exploitation and trafficking going on. So I want to go back to this uh, conference that you put together. Um, tell the folks a little bit about what the conference is going to cover, what the schedule is, and where they might uh, we're gonna. We already have the flyer on our site. I'm sure they'll have it on your site. We'll ask you for that in a minute. But kind of give them the schedule of what you laid out. Because before I go any further, what I'm impressed with you about, Butch, is that you understood this is something that's important for professionals, but also important for your community. So you have a big mix in your time that I'm going to be back there and the kind of presentations that we're offering to the public. Yeah, Opal, you know, you know, we appreciate the fact that you are willing to come out here to the Midwest and, and educate us on this uh, this area. The, the program we set up now, we've set up, it's a two-day event. Um, it's free, and, and it's really not the full two days for everybody because we've got morning sessions on Tuesday, November 13th, and Tuesday or Wednesday, November 14th that are going to be geared specifically towards first responders. So police officers, firefighters, EMS personnel. That was kind of the presentation that you provided to us when we were, or when I was out at uh, Los Angeles Fire Department Leadership Academy. And that mm-hmm. class, you know, it, it was important and I felt that was really important for our crews and our departments in the area to understand and to see uh, what it is that you can teach them on human trafficking so that we can spot that type of thing on the calls that we run with us being such a major thoroughfare for the uh, uh, the Midwest. Um, the other side of it, you know, the afternoon sessions are going to be more directed towards the social service workers, and those are, uh, you know, it was a presentation that you said that you had that uh, you'd like to share with them to teach social service workers how to handle and work with and understand what these uh, people that are being um, trafficked, uh, mm-hmm. what they're going through and how to handle that and deal with it. And then on the evening of Tuesday the 13th, uh, you know, I felt it was really important to get this message out because I know all the firefighters uh, that sat in that class that day went home that evening and looked at their children's cell phones to see what they had <laughs> on it and what type of apps they were dealing with and, and using because you shared so much insight on what predators are using to get to our children. And I felt that was a really important message that we need to get out to the the parents of the Midwest kids uh, to let them know that this is how the predators are getting into our lives and we don't even know it most of the time. Right. You know, so much of this is being done through social media. Almost all trafficking has some social media element on it. 
and it will continue to do so, whether it's local trafficking or international trafficking, there's always that element. Well, one of the things that I want to make very clear to people that are listening, and we will be doing uh, quite a bit of promotion over the next couple of weeks in support of this event, is that on the emergency responders and the social services, this is open to, for instance, small town uh, law enforcement and, um, you know, first responders all throughout uh, Missouri and, and Kansas, if uh, you'll want to contact uh, Captain Dykemper and uh, arrange to go to that if you, uh, to let you know that that's out there. I, I would guess that's even true of Nebraska, probably, because you have that, that kind of circle there where they come in. I'll just give you a little bit of insight uh, here is when I do train first responders, it's quite a bit different than even training social workers because first responders, we look at a lot of medical things. We look at facilities, buildings, that kind of thing that so that when you see a facility, you might recognize or it'll trigger a thought for you. And uh, all of this is based on real cases. When I do social services, it's quite a bit different. It's really, as as uh, Captain Dinekemper was saying here, it's really based on um, the psychological impact and what to watch for, the psychology of grooming and, and why they don't tell. So, uh, so that's November 13th and 14th, is that right? Uh, that is November 13th and 14th, yes. Uh-huh. And then the morning sessions for uh, emergency responders, 9 a.m. to noon, and then the afternoon sessions are, what, 1 to 4? 1 to right? 4 p.m., and that would be for the social services. And then on the Tuesday evening, it's 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, for the community. That one's open to the public. And, again, these are all free. We are not charging anything for these classes. Um, we just wanted to get the word out, and we felt it was really important to make sure that they hear it from an expert in the field, and, and we definitely see you as that. Okay, well, folks, we're up against that break already, so we're going to ask you to stay with us. We are talking to Captain D. Kemper. I always want to say Die Kemper. <laughs> Captain D. Kemper from Lenexa, Kansas, and the fire department there, and uh, we're getting ready to have a conference, and we want you to know about it. So we're up against that break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. 
Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillocks, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We have as our guest today, Division Chief, Fire Prevention, uh, Andrew D. Kemper, and he is from Lenexa, Kansas Fire Department. First of all, I owe him a huge apology. For some reason, I was calling him Captain. I should know better than that. I have no idea where I got that. But anyway, it is Division Chief uh, D. Kemper, and I really appreciate having you on. So uh, my apologies for that. Uh, anyway, no, no worries, Opal, but thanks for the opportunity, and congratulations on your book, by the way. Oh, I am so excited. That's probably explaining a lot of my mental capacity today. But anyway, it is in the can, and I'm excited. So thank you. So but you, you have me, just do you go ahead. The opportunity to just briefly see it and your cover, and I think it's going to be an extraordinary book. So oh, you know, good you. luck with that, and I'm looking forward to seeing it and reading it. Yeah, that cover was designed by Susie uh, Carpenter that runs Million Kids' Facebook page, and she is an amazing talent. We uh, we just kept working at it. It wasn't quite what we wanted, and then, bam, there it was, and it was just perfect for what I'm looking for, so I'm grateful. So uh, what has happened here, folks, is that uh, Butch and I met at the LA Fire Training Academy, and I was so impressed with him because he said, you know what, I'm going to go home. And we're going to put together a conference for our area. Our people need to hear this. And so I'm really, really looking forward to it. This is on November 13th and 14th. The mornings will be first responders. The afternoon are social services. And the first responders, is this right uh, that there are actual CEU hours for the first responder presentation? Yeah, there will be EMS CEU hours that are available for that presentation. Okay. So just to let you know, if you're from, um, you know, one of the towns anywhere within driving distance of uh, Lenexa, Kansas, when I do these presentations, it gets, it's based on real cases. This is not a bunch of, you know, marching up and down the street protest kind of thing. This is the real deal. It's based on real cases and the kind of thing you need to know. We, uh, for first responders, we get deep into things like real estate and, um, what the scenarios look at. We look at gang trafficking. We look at social media exploitation. We look at massage parlor and foreign national trafficking. So we cover a lot of those kinds of things. When we deal with social services in the afternoon, that should include anybody who is like a licensed marriage family therapist, a youth pastor, a counselor at a church, um, anybody that works in social services, public health, mental health, 
uh, medical kind of thing. You could be medical, you could be in either one, but you may want to be in the one in the afternoon. We get into the psychological profiles that go through these and how that is different in each kind of trafficking. So that's what we're going to be doing in those two sessions. And then in the evening, as uh, Butch said, uh, I, I tailor it really for families and the community and the faith-based community so that you know what to watch for as parents. And all of that is based on my book, Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. We will have some of those books available for sale at that time. So, uh, Butch, one of the things you and I were talking about is a lot of this started because you had a case back there with a missing teenager. You want to tell the folks about that case? Well, it was uh, a few months back. We had a a girl that was actually... um, I guess, uh, got onto social media and, and met a gentleman and, and somehow managed to get this gentleman into her life enough to where she went away with him. And it turned out to be a uh, missing child case, uh, that, you know, was later, you know, they found the perpetrator, uh, up in Michigan. And you know, it was just one of those things that it, it happens right here in our own city. You know, Lenexa is a, a, a very nice community, um, you know, and it was just, you know, it happens here. It, it's not just in LA. It's not just, uh, in Texas or other places. It, it's in our hometown as well. And, and that really kind of opened it up and, and made me realize, wow, this is, this is important. And when I've got, you know, small grandchildren it, that are starting to get on the internet, it, it really kind of scared me. So. Sure. Sure. I was uh, reading this case and it's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not certain that there's anything such as a typical case. But it does meet most of the criteria for social media exploitation uh, in families. This little girl is only 12 when she started. She's 13 when she disappeared. And the guy she was talking to told her that he was actually 16, but he was really 22. That happens. That happens all the time. In this case, it's kind of fascinating because the father... Uh, kind of intervened for a bit and realized this was going on. So he wasn't totally oblivious, uh, but he didn't understand where it was going to go. And that's why we're having that evening presentation. Uh, by the time I'm through, you understand, trust me. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. So. <laughs> anyway, but you need to understand this because the father said that he he didn't take it all that seriously. He just said, because she thought, she was talking to somebody who was 16, and, and he's really 22, but the father doesn't go any farther than that, and he doesn't realize that the big bad wolf has come right into his home. And that is why my new book is called A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls, because when you hand a, a prepubescent child or even one that's been through uh, puberty a phone, literally you have taken down the walls of your home. of young people sleep with their phone. That means at 3 o'clock in their morning, in their underwear, in the most vulnerable place, that predator can come right between the sheets and reach that child. And they're going to influence that child more than you. That child's hormonal. They want to be loved. They want to be liked. And we hand them a device to reach the entire world, and this is exactly how it turns out. And that was, you know, the what you taught us in that class, you know, just emphasized that in a way that made everybody in the class actually think, hey, I need to go home and see what my kids are doing on their phones. And, and we do have access, you know, to the, 
the World Wide Web 24-7 uh, with our iPhones, with our laptops, with our iPads, with, you know, or whatever, so, or whatever media source you're using, if it's your computer or in your uh, bedroom, uh, it's just, it's insane the amount of what we can actually get out there and, and see and what our kids are able to go out there and see, and, and sometimes we don't even know it because we're oblivious to what's going on behind the scenes or, or it's all happening so fast that we can't keep up with the technology the way the kids are doing it and the predators are doing it. Yeah, that's that's the reason why this thing is called societal ship because I believe it's the greatest societal experiment of all time. When you think about what we're doing, it, we're giving kids, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, they don't even know what sex is. We give them a phone before we have the sex talk. That means somebody else is going to have that sex talk with them, you know, and and they won't understand that they're being lied to. I, I know I sound like a you know crackpot sometimes, but I always say if you're going to give a nine-year-old a cell phone and, or you're going to put them on a video game chat room that's open to the public, now, I, don't, I know kids play games, but put them on a video game that isn't open to the public. You know, make it make it one of those private games where you know everybody they're talking to. It's really, it's called a veil of denial is kind of what I call it. It's like you you are unable to visualize what you're doing as a parent. But if you put an 11-year-old in a public chat room, I always say before you decide to do that, Put them in the car and drive them down to the local strip club and leave them off for an hour or so and come back and get them. Now, you'll be a nervous wreck, but let's see how they work out. (laughs) I don't really mean that. I don't really mean that, folks. What I want you to do is see what you're doing. You know, that is what you're doing when you put an 11-year-old in a public chat room on a video game. You're, You're giving them over to adults that you'll never allow in your home. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of us, you know, and I don't want to call it naiveness, but you know, there's, we give our kids these phones and we give them the ability to have access to the world uh, because we want to give them everything we can, not realizing that some of the things we're giving them are going to be or could be very harmful to them if they go down that wrong path. Um, you spoke in your presentation about the dark web. And you know, that was just an eye-opener for me, just understanding what that's all about and, and how it's utilized and how the predators are using it to get to our children and, and uh, to exploit and traffic people across the world. It was just insane hearing you know, what, what their capabilities are and, and what tools they have to use against us and our families. Yeah, you know, parents don't think about it, neither do teenagers. Whenever I go into schools and I talk to kids, and by the way, you can bring your kids to that event, but no one under the age of 13, please, because, uh, you know, this gets pretty pretty tough stuff, and I don't want to uh, traumatize anybody, but I, if you're over 13, you know, you've been through puberty, you need to hear where does a photo go? I have a lot of fun talking to kids in schools. I train thousands. I've trained 250,000 people now. And I have a, a great time with kids because they don't understand the world they live in. That's why I'm hoping to get this documentary funded. That's my next project. And I meet with some people today, and I'm hoping and praying it comes through. But, it, you know, ask your kids, who owns the Internet? You know, nobody owns the Internet. 
And, you know, if nobody owns it, is it private? And every kid will tell you, no, it's not private. And you go, really, if it's not private, why would you send a naked photo on it? You know, ask your kids, where do you think naked photos go when you hit send? Actually, ask mom and dad, where do you think they go? Why does somebody want naked photos? They're not sitting in a closet drooling over it. They're selling them by the tens of thousands, by the millions in the dark web to other pedophiles who are going to drool over it and other stuff we can't say on air. And so that's why you need to know all of this, and that's why you need to attend. Yeah, I, you know, I would highly encourage anybody, any parent that has children that they're allowing or giving access to the Internet to uh, be at the the. Tuesday night presentation for their families because it's really going to help them understand what their kids are up against and help keep them from putting them in a bad position that eventually could end up in an abduction or a situation like we just talked about with the 12-year-old that started out talking to what she thought was a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. In the next uh, segment, we're coming up against that break here. In the next segment, what I want to do is talk about some of the other kinds of trafficking cases that I found that are taking place in your area, because I really want the people in the Midwest to understand you don't have to be Compton, California or Los Angeles, California to have trafficking. This is taking place all over the United States. And it's taking place in the Midwest. So I have as my guest today, um, help me out here, Division Chief. I've got to get this right. Division Chief. And uh, we call him Butch, but his name is Division Chief Dykemper from Lenexa, Kansas. And we are going to ask you to stay with us. We're going to go into some cases next. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. 
That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We have as our guest today, Division Chief Andrew D. Kemper, and he is from Lenexa, Kansas, and uh, part of the fire department back there. And I met him at the L.A. Fire Training Academy, and he went home and put together a conference, a conference in the evening that is open to you. During the day, uh, we will be having specialized training for first responders or fire departments and like that in the morning and social workers and counselors and uh, therapists in the afternoon. But on the evening of the fourth, well, he's going to tell you the 13th, I think it is. Um, Yeah. You want to tell the folks where that's at and and what time it is and like that and how they can get get to know about it? Yeah. We teamed up with uh, one of our local churches, the Westside Family Church here in Lenexa. They're at 8500 Woodsonia. Um, met up with uh, Pastor Matt Adams there, and he and I, I, I reached out to him and told him what we were wanting to do and asked if it was any way possible that we could use their facility because it's a little bit larger and we were hoping to have a bigger crowd for this event. And they opened their doors graciously um, and we're more than willing to allow us to come in and, and have you speak in their facility to all the people that we could potentially bring into that room. Um, it's a thousand seat auditorium and I hope we can fill it. Uh, wow. That, that's my goal. <laughs> that's I don't huge. know if we'll reach that, but that's my goal. And hopefully with this and some other media deals that we're doing, we can get more people, get the word out and get more people there. But yeah, the Westside Family Church, uh, you know, they were they were instrumental in, in allowing us to get you out here to talk to the bigger group. Otherwise, we would have been at a much smaller facility. And they work with different organizations out here in Kansas City, such as Exodus Cry, uh, the Stop Trafficking Project, Streetlight Kansas City, um, Veronica's Voice. These are all uh, nonprofit organizations that work in the Kansas City area specifically towards human trafficking and helping um, those that are caught up in it recover from such a uh, situation. Wow. So, well, yeah. you have yeah. done an amazing job of putting that together. That sounds really exciting. So it is open to the public. If anybody listening here wants to come down, you be sure and uh, bring friends and let's do that. I, I researched a little bit getting ready for this event because I say to myself, is this real? Um, that's very important to me. You know, I don't believe in melodrama on this subject. I work in it every day. By the way, I, I work for the Riverside County Sheriff Department. I work with real cases. I um, report to the Department of Justice. And so it's important to me. So when I began to look at it, and I, I was sharing here with uh, with uh, Division Chief Di Kemper, Butch as I call him, uh, I'm amazed at the wide breadth of cases that you have that are related to your area. And I want to share a couple of them with it. One of these headlines, and all of these will be at Million Kids. And by the way, this show will be archived at uh, ExploitedCrimes.com. ExploitedCrimes.com. Just go to listen. It's on there. It'll be featured at the Million Kids Facebook site and also um I'm sure that they're going to fe- feature it. It will. What is the name of your Facebook or your website where they can find this? Um, this can be the. Our website is the Lenexa. Www. Lenexa. Com, 
And under that, that's up for our entire city. And then there's the uh, forward slash government, forward slash departments. And then uh, the fire department is under that. So if you go to www.lenexa.com um, and then go under departments, you'll find the fire department link. And hopefully within a couple hours, we're going to have all these links to register for this these programs uh, up and going on our website. That was something we were having some problems getting done, but it sounds like we're going to be able to get that done by this afternoon, hopefully. So Okay. I'd, I'd like to bring out a couple of cases just to let you know this is very real in that area. This one is dated August 27th, not all that old. Uh, back, uh, It has to do with North Kansas City in this case. A registered sex offender from Illinois, he's pleaded guilty to being a pimp for a woman who was working as a uh, commercial sex provider. I don't like the word they use there, so we'll change that in there. He was charged with transporting a person across state lines. One of the things you'll see about the can- kind of trafficking that you'll see is there's a lot of movement going from state to state. That is because you all are on major thoroughfares, major corridors where they're moving people around. There was a woman, she is an adult in this case, she met him, she traveled with him to Chicago, and she took her kids, and this guy was babysitting her kids while he has her up in the hotel rooms conducting commercial sex. He had taken her multiple times between Illinois and Missouri in this case, and um, he would take care of her 11-month-old child while she was at customer's. She said that he threatened her and physically assaulted her if she refused to work. So think about what is happening here. This woman, this woman has small children and, you know, a small child. And yet she's still being a victim of human trafficking. And he's come in and taking control of her life and is exploiting her. So you don't think about these people being victims that, that you think that this is just an average young lady, an adult lady, so why doesn't she run? We're going to get deep into that in the psychology of grooming in this case. But this is what we call Romeo pimping, and uh, we'll talk about that when we go back and do the training. Now, you have other kinds of tra- uh, cases that I want to bring up, and uh, I don't want to dominate all of Butch's time here, but I just want to point out that you have multiple kinds of trafficking. This headline here that I'm reading is Sex Trafficking Skyrockets in Topeka, What You Need to Know. And as uh, Butch was pointing out, you have agencies back there that are providing services to victims. And I, I read another article here that said you so far in your area had 131 victims of sex trafficking that have been identified. And in this case, this is a foreign national sex trafficking ring that is being run out of massage parlors in Lawrence, Kansas and Topeka, Kansas. It was the Serenity and ABC's massage parlor in Lawrence and the Sunflower in Topeka. What is fascinating here that I want you to see is these people are older. They're like 60, 61. I I know that's not old. (laughs) Don't let me suggest that. I get that. But you're thinking this is a young person's kind of thing. And these people are in their 60s, and they're bringing in women from China, and they're selling them in the massage parlors in your community. 
And when they uh, went out and did these kinds of stings and found it, they freed many women that was in there. But they all scattered like rats when the lights come on. You know, these people are running back to San Francisco. So here's my point. One of them goes to China. This is taking place in Lenexa, excuse me, in uh, Lawrence and in Topeka. So what is happening is your sex buyers are going into massage parlors and buying sex from women who are being enslaved from China in your community. And when the police start to find them, they are charged with conspiracy, interstate racketeering, and money laundering. This is a huge global foreign national ring that is taking place in your community under your nose and your local people are doing the buying. I just want to point this out, that this is happening in your community in ways you may not realize. Now, you know, Butch, I'd like you to chime in here. You know, what's the situation back there is as far as massage parlors? Do you have them in your area? We do have massage parlors, you know, and you would hope that they're all legit. And I know our city does a really good job of vetting those that are applying for the permits. Um, Not only do you have to have licenses, but the city regulates them pretty uh, strictly. Um, I, I can recall a time where I went in with our community standards to do inspections, uh, fire inspections for a building, and our community standard folks would be with us and just hearing what they have to say about what is actually going on in our city and some of the stings that had to take place in order to reduce this. I think they've got a really good grip on it now, but they're right. always trying to come back in. They're always looking for that, that cash cow yep. area that they can, you know, get more clientele to quicker. And, and you know, I know the city of Lenexa and, and several of the cities around us have really tightened the reins on that to make sure that, that the facilities that do go in are legit. And, uh, you know, but there's always those that do slip by. So, uh, as an inspector, about 10 years ago, I walked into one of these facilities to do just the annual fire inspection. And I remember as soon as I was sitting in my car doing paperwork right in front of it, and a, uh, several males came out of the building and they looked at me and scattered like uh, cockroaches when the night, <laughs> when the lights come on at night. Um, and then when I walked in, nobody would talk to me. So they had to call the owner, who they said was the only one that spoke English, just so that I could talk to them to let them know why I was there and what the purpose of my visit was to do their annual fire inspection. And uh, it was just, you know, that, I guess that was probably one of my first experiences with it, uh, you know, almost 10 years ago when I walked in and, and just kind of had that shunned, um, you know, we don't want anything to do with you. I walked in wearing uniform with a badge on it, and they immediately looked at me as, you know, not a good person <laughs> to be there. So <laughs> You're the enemy. That is terrific. Well, I want to make something very clear. There are good massage parlors, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we do know that especially this is a foreign national kind of thing that happens. Sometimes it's people from Philippines, and your area happen to be from China. Out here, we had a huge tie ring. And what I really want to have the public understand is when you frequent those illegitimate ones, you literally are exposing yourself and your family to cartels from foreign nationals. 
And most of those women that come in here have no idea what's about to happen to them. Many of them think they're coming in to go to school. Many of them think they're coming in for legitimate jobs. They may come in legally, but once they get here, they are truly enslaved. And, you know, this massage parlor business is really, really difficult business. Those women are locked in there. You know, many of them are not allowed to eat. And a lot of them uh, are, you know, forced to provide services sometimes 8, 10, 15 times a a day. And they can't get free. And they're scared to death from a foreign country. So congratulations to you guys that you put in controls and a procedure and protocols to take a look at it. If you know of any massage parlor in the area out there in the Midwest like that that is suspicious, we're going to give you an 888 number. In fact, I'll give it now, one 888 Or, in this case, you can also call your local police department or fire department. We have as our guest today, Division Chief Andrew Dykemper, and he is from Lenexa, Kansas. And uh, we're up against that break, so if you'll stay with us, we want to talk about one more case of social media exploitation that is taking place back in your area. So, we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We have as our guest today, Division Chief Andrew D. Kemper, and he is with Lenexa, Kansas, and uh, I call him Butch, so we'll stick with that and make it easier. But anyway, uh, Butch uh, attended one of our sessions out at the LA Fire Training Academy, and this is a man of action. And he went back to his uh, hometown, his own area in Lenexa, Kansas, and he has put together 
just an amazing two days of uh, training that we're really looking forward to on November 13th and 14th for emergency responders and also social services. And in the evening, there will be a presentation on Tuesday, the 13th, open to the public. And we're going to give him about three or four minutes at the close here as we go into this one more time. We hope you'll attend and that you'll spread the word and and like that, because I think this is a very, very important, you know, I think that the first indication is that if you're from the Midwest or you're maybe from one of those small sleepy towns out there that is just a a choice way of life and a a wonderful way of life, that you are exempt from all of this. But I want to sharing with Butch, one of the cases that I will talk about while I'm out there uh, has a nexus to Diller, Nebraska, which is about three hours from Lenexa. And it is in my book that's gone to print, and it's a case of what we call crowdsourcing. In other words, what happens is several people come together. In this particular case, it involves the man from Dillard, Kansas. Let me get his name here. His uh, Brandon Henneberg, Henneberg from Dillard, Kansas, and he pled guilty on there. They join forces with other men. Now, it's a fascinating thing because they never meet. They don't know each other. What they do is they find like fetishes on the clear web. And this is what Butch was talking about when I talk about the dark web. There are signs, there are indications that they give that says that I'm into pedophilia and I like, I don't know, four-year-olds or I like seven-year-old boys or I like 13-year-old girls. And they find likeness. They, They have compatible fetishes and ideologies. And they form these rings in the clear web, and they actually give each other names, like Hunter, Looper, Finder, Closer, like that. And they go out, and they actually keep large-scale record-keeping of each of these kids, what they like and what they don't like, and their ages, and if they have brothers and sisters and like that. And they seduce them. And depending on how the child responds then that's who responds in the ring. And it's a fascinating thing because these kids never have any idea they're talking to six, eight, nine individuals, different individuals. They're thinking they're talking to Justin Bieber. And it's all about the psychology of grooming. And this case, uh, one of them was from Diller, Nebraska. There were five of them here that were, the group was acting for approximately two years and communicated with each other through base chat rooms that were password protected. In the base chat room, uh, the conspirators strategized how to convince minor females to produce child pornography, pretending to be teenage boys or girls to help them convince the minor females to engage in sexual activity. This is a new thing that is happening in part of the societal shift, and that's why I wanted to bring this case out. The hardest chapter I wrote in Societal Shift is something called the PRISM, P-R-I-S-M, PRISM of Shame. And if you're in that afternoon session, especially uh, that we'll be talking about when we're talking about the psychology of grooming and why they won't tell, we will be talking about the PRISM of Shame and how these kids are encouraged to self-violate And then their lives are destroyed as someone they have never met in their life and will never meet comes into their bedroom, 
destroys their life, destroys their sexual self-image, and literally, literally preys on these kids in ways that we can't even imagine. And so I wanted to point that out, that you you actually have one of the cases in my book right back there by your area. And this is the reason why it's so important to Butch and myself to be able to provide this information to you, because Anywhere you live, this can happen. So at that point, Butch, I would really like you to jump in now. I know I'm dominated here, but one more time, reiterate for the folks what the schedule is, how to reach you, how to sign up for this, and uh, what you're offering. Well, we're doing a two-day, it's two days of different presentations, or that you'll be given different presentations. Um, It is on Tuesday, November the 13th, and Wednesday, November the 14th. The days are lined up to where you just you can attend any one of the five classes that we're offering. Um, the first class in the morning will be from six to, or from I'm sorry from nine to noon, and that will be for the first responders. Where as you shared earlier, you're going to talk about some of the uh, uh, things that will help first responders understand what they're getting into and what when they suspect or see uh, this type of activity. Um, and then there'll be an afternoon session, and again, it'll be on both days. It'll be the same session both days, so if you can't make it one day, you can come the second day, um, and that will be on Tuesday and Wednesday, November 13th and 14th from 1 to 4 p.m., and that will be for the social services uh, personnel, the pastors, the uh, psychologists, the um, uh, you, you know anybody that works in the social services field. And then on the evening of Tuesday the 13th, we're going to do a open to the public for, uh, I recommend any parent that has a child that they allow to get on the Internet, they need to hear your story and what you have to say because, uh, again, what you set out at the Los Angeles Fire Department Leadership Academy was incredible information that really opened the eyes of everybody in the class. I'd like to truly thank uh, Captain uh, Craig Polson for bringing you in on that uh, event because that really, you know, it, it makes an impact on everybody that's been out there. We've had other division chiefs that have been to that training since then and have heard you speak and were just as impressed as what I was when I walked out of there. Um, so it, that's, that's what made us want to bring you here for this event. And, you know, the evening event is open to the public. As I said, these are all free. Um, we have uh, teamed up with Westside Family Church and uh, Pastor of Community Impact, Matt Adams, through there. We really appreciate their partnership uh, in working with us to use their facility to get as many people there as possible to hear the message that you have that could save um, save people from having to go through some of the horrific things that happen because of the uh, human trafficking. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Butch, for coming on our show today. We really, really appreciate it. If you're listening to this and you didn't get all the links on how to connect, uh, we will have a link at millionkids.org and especially at Million Kids on Facebook. It is on our events calendar. There will be a link there that you can register or reach them. If you know of anybody that's being trafficked, you can report that at 1-888-3737-888. Let me repeat that, 1-888-3737-888. Well, we certainly have appreciated today to have Division Chief Andrew D. Kemper from the Fire Department 
in Lenexa, Kansas. I am looking forward to coming back to see you guys. I'm going to put on my closed-toed shoes. I put away my little open-toed shoes out here from California and come on back and see you guys. I really look forward to working with each and every one of you back there and meeting you and like that. Thank you so much, Butch, for promoting this and, and taking the time to put this together. That is true leadership, and we really appreciate you. So well, We appreciate you coming out, Opal. That's, it was something we felt in our heart we needed to do well i can't wait it should be a lot of fun so with that folks you have a great week we'll be back next thursday at 7 a.m california time if you want to share this show you can do that by going to exploitedcrimes.com hit listen the show will be archived there share it with everybody you know download it You know, you can even get an embed code and put it for free on your site. Just let us know. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Butch. And uh, thank you for everybody that's listening. We will see you next Thursday, 7 a.m. California time. You folks have a great week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.